Woo. You ready? Yes, let's do this. All right, guys. All right, for you guys that are with us online, thank you for being here. Uh, This is the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Of course, the guy you see doing the dancing. We're doing some prep. That's Miles Hall. Myself, my name is Mike Delashmit. On this episode, uh, we're going to talk about a record-breaking Nissan Le Mans race car that is going to auction this week. Uh, Also, we have a full lineup of motorsports events to report to you, including details of our action-packed weekend with Tech Sport Racing, with Nissan, and with Nismo Engineers uh, during the GT4 uh, America race weekend at the Circuit of Americas. Let's go ahead. Whole lot of coverage. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be tons. Uh, Guys, this is the Nissan Nerd Podcast. We are a grassroots show. We run the show out of our homes. It's Uh sort of like Wayne's World, except that we're both Garth. That's the Uh way I think of it. So (laughs) let's get into it. Yet another episode of the niece of NNP. <laughs> what episode? What number are we on, man? Uh, we're on number sixty-eight. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Oh. I w- this sounds funny. This is just again the nerd part of me. It's number sixty-eight, and what's today's date? It's June eighth, which is ah, the sixth month. What a eighth day, six eight. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's the weird things that you notice, but, uh, I notice it. I caught it. So here we are. <laughs> All right. Well, it's yeah. been a minute since we've caught up. Um, yes. you know, we've been kind of away and doing our whole different things. You actually had some great coverage. And we're going to talk about here, uh, recently, but I know you've been kind of doing some other stuff. Um, what have you been up to as of late since I haven't talked to you in God, almost a week and a half, probably. It's been a little bit more than that, I'll be honest, man. Aside from the race uh, and, and all that, which we'll get into, uh, honestly, man, I wanted to share. Um, I'm obviously trying to get uh, working on this 300ZX in oh, preparation. Cool. I was going to ask our... if you've been in the garage at all. So good. All right. Yes. Uh, we, we were. It's definitely <laughs> crunch time. I'm going to tell you that much. I should all have been a right. little further along. However, uh it is still very much within the realm of possibility having this car in LA in late July. So uh, we're, we're working on it. And um, actually what I wanted to share is that it's just coincidence. I had a, uh, a memory on social media uh, just today and it involved both of us and, and then especially this car that we're trying to get uh, out to LA. So uh, what did I do? <laughs> All right. This was, oh, I, four... I remember this memory. All you right. remember this? Four I, years ago, uh, we uh, made a huge order to the Z1 at the time. We're talking uh, complete. The engine was out of the car this time four years ago. Uh, clutch kit, uh, all the hardware, all the upgrades, one-piece drive shaft, uh, a bunch of pieces. Look at that pretty engine, man. Eh, was, I, re- remember, I remember going through that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I saw it. I just thought, man, it being the day that it is, it's podcast day for us. I was like, man, I got to share this, man. I just, I, it, it proves that we get in the garage and we, we have, we have a lot of scars on our knuckles. Uh, since we work on three hundreds and Dotsons all the time, we're going to, we're going to carve it up. So, yeah. 
Uh, this oh, was actually oh, yeah. before. Oh, look there you. There's, there's Miles. You can never put on a straight face too. Uh -uh. Every picture. Uh -uh. That's like a rule of yours. You can never just have a a regular smile. My bad. Ah, it's all good. <laughs> but uh, this so. was actually before we had the podcast. You know, so this was just us hanging out. Just you know. We, a normal we Saturday night for us back <laughs> before we had responsibilities of a podcast and all the other garbage we have to do. But yeah. So. Yeah. 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 But I remember this night, the great times, man. Um, of course the transmission cleaning, uh, we, we always glorify <laughs> the sketchiness of we did, man, that engine bay came out great. It'd be better if you'd let me paint it, but we'll go from there. Well, that's the thing. Cause right now we're, we're looking into doing that now. Yeah. So we'll see how that, how it goes, you know, eh, I'll get, so. eventually I'll get to it. So we'll, we'll tear that whole thing apart and I'll go from there. Oh yeah. So, I was, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, now this was um, that's really been my focus here the last couple of weeks was just getting this car on the road again, uh, all the preparation to do that. However, you you went on a on a little trip, man, and yeah, I was in uh, I was in Cancun for a hot minute. Um, oh, la vida. <laughs> yeah, I'm not name dropping Cancun or anything, but no, I, I kind of had to go for a uh, for a family thing. Surprisingly enough. So I went into Cancun and um, I, I spent a little, about a week there, roughly. Um, but you'll be proud of me. The whole time I was looking for Nissan Sudos uh, to take <laughs> photos of. Um, I took a few um, and I put them on my page. And then um, I was trying to find, believe it or not, I'm trying to find dots and parts in Mexico the entire time I was there. But I was trying to break away in like one hour increments and just get off get off campus if you will and uh and oh. trying to go up parts but i couldn't find anything so um i think really? it's all i think i'm gonna have to we're gonna have to sneak into mexico sneak into mexico one of these days <laughs> and smuggle some dots and car parts you know how hard that's gonna be no <laughs> i think it's all border town and we'll maybe we'll make that like a a thing when we go we'll just sneak into mexico yeah to buy car parts and come back so we have we'll talk about it it's full of nuts and bolts and sensors <laughs> kind of like yeah i'm telling but you all the aftermarket stuff is kind of still there in mexico believe it or not a little bit of it so what's We're left anyway but at the, uh, at the gate you know what are you smuggling boy drugs nope uh Just... dotson <laughs> hood Dotson 620 yeah. hood the glass so uh, that's how much fanatical we are so uh but yeah that was uh that was uh just me recently so uh but yeah that's it um let's talk about who, do we got anybody with us tonight um see oh, here we got anybody a few chimed in all right if you're in the chat and you're with us tonight go ahead and uh, let us know you're there we'll acknowledge you it looks like we've got myers motorsports in for us first right yep saying uh looking forward to this episode uh uh, Haley Myers is actually part of uh, the gang that we had uh, at um, Circuit of the Americas. Um, uh, very much involved with the team and uh, had a lot of action. Actually, we've got a few photo credits we need to give to uh, her as well for this nice. podcast. Um, we also have Justin JLE saying, evening, boys. Uh, you're out there, I believe, on the East Coast. And then on the complete opposite coast, West Coast, we got Edgar <laughs> Furman out in California. We've got uh, we've got both sides of it. Good hey, job. Dude, we're expanding. This is so cool, man. This is what it's all about, though. We this is all our whole intent, which was just to just expand and just have a bunch of conversations across the country, across the world, man. Well, we should get the Australian guys chiming in tonight. That'd be kind of fun. I don't know. We'll see how it too. goes. George M., what's up? What's up, so, George? <laughs> well, uh, we'll continue to acknowledge the crowd as we build up for the night. Um, um, 
again, uh, I'll go ahead and say it, Mike, uh, but uh, thanks for being here. Um, yeah. Anything you'd like to tell us, please post comments in the section below. Uh, we see you and we will share some of your comments throughout the show. Okay. And, um, you know, let's just go ahead and go into the compi, uh, if you will, Mike. Um, so we'll go ahead and give a shout out uh, for those that have never been with us. We do a compi um, for, I guess, the easiest way to say it, for the living and the non-living, um, you know, overall. So uh, we always do something we've always done. We uh, start the show with that officially and we end the show with a compi. So we're going to go ahead and do that now. Um, let's yeah. go ahead and uh, salute to those in the Nissan family whom we wish good health. And to those that may have we may have lost, may we be reminded of them often. All right, guys. Join us. Kanpai. Kanpai. All right. Well, we've got a lot to talk about here in this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Um, primarily, we always start off the episode, of course, with news. Um, and Mike, you've um, you've got a lot to kind of talk about in this. But uh, for those that don't know, again, Nissan News is where we reach... Uh, we each scour the internet and share an article we like uh, regarding Nissan, Datsun, or Infinity. Um, articles are usually sourced through the uh, Nissan official newsroom and from media outlets at large. Um, so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> Be kind. <laughs> um, and, but the, you've got the first one up, Mike, um, and let's talk about it. What do you got? Let's go for it, man. Uh, the article that I found here in the last uh, week or two, um, I got to say – I. It's not only a feature on a car, but the story behind the car, and uh, it happened uh, over 30 years ago, which every time I, I hear this story on some sort of article, I always have to share it because I just, I like it so much. So coincidentally, uh, just another one, a new story uh, has just popped up, and uh, I'll go ahead and share my screen on this, and... What we have here is uh, a record-breaking Nissan R90CK is going to auction. Uh, for those who see it in the picture here, this is the uh, 1990 uh, Nissan, again, R90CK. Uh, this was the car that was qualifying and raced in the 24 hours of Le Mans, um, again, over 30 years ago. Uh, what makes it special is its story. Um, what uh, specifically during qualifying before the uh, the actual 24-hour race. Um, you'll see it through multiple outlets, and of course, we'll include a few with our, uh, with our show notes. But uh, the summary of it is, during qualifying, this particular car uh, had its turbo wastegate become stuck or jammed. <laughs> We've talked about uh, this before. And I, it's, mean, I love it. It's a great story. Sorry, my yeah. apologies. And what resulted was, uh, of course, the engine overboosting and the increased power output of the car for that, you know, five minutes, you know, three and a half to five minute window that it took uh, to to go uh, uh, around the track or until the the error was caught. Uh, power typically from this from this car was uh, about 800 horsepower. Because of the overboosting, though, you got up to about 1,100 horsepower out of this car. Um, this resulted in uh, a recorded uh, top speed uh, at the end of the uh, Musilon Strait of 238 miles an hour. And, and you've got a chicane right there, too. I mean, you're, you're going to these huge uh, – uh, just, just this, obviously, the, the – the, 
the mall track or the streets uh, that are so historic and so legendary. Um, this car just just has handled it uh, amazingly, though. Um, uh, anyway, uh, the crazy part is, is that the engine did not destroy itself. You would think with overboosting, uh, of course, a very very dangerous condition. The, the car could have, you know. Things could have been catastrophic, you know, as as uh, things work out, but it, uh, but it didn't. So this is a very reliable chassis, uh, reliable engine, I should say. Uh, but the end result, though, is that uh, this ca particular car secured pole position for the endurance race, and its qualifying time was six seconds ahead of all of the competition. Uh, they may not sound like a lot, but for those who know racing, that is a huge, huge lead. Many of its top competitors at the time were Aston Martins and a few others. And, I mean, to be a full six seconds uh, or more uh, ahead was a huge, huge uh, uh, advantage, I guess, that gave Nissan the uh, pole position uh, that year. Um, there's actually a really good um, YouTube channel called Ben Collins Drives. Uh, this was uh, – uh, Ben Collins is a driver. Um, I'll, I'll sh try to share the video here for just a second. but. Uh, he actually did a feature on this car uh, in the last uh, two weeks. And um, first of all, the videography is beautiful. Uh, he talks about the summary of the car. He does a full-on summary of the car as he's driving it. And he gives full feedback to you um, of what the car is behaving, how it's reacting. Uh, and again, kind of kind of giving you a history lesson while you're at it. Uh, so it's a very, very awesome uh, video. Um, Anyway, the reason why this is all being shared is because this car is going to auction. Uh, it will be, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, it's going to the Sotheby's auction. Uh, bidding for this will begin tomorrow. So the auction starts tomorrow. And uh, currently the car is still in Le Mans. It's being maintained by a particular motorsports company. And... Um, Estimated sales are going are being predicted as being one to one and a half million euros, which is about one point six million uh, U.S. Um, the reason why I thought to break this up, too, is that in our last episode, we mentioned about the R34 Skyline, the one that was styled by Paul Walker and used in the Fast and Furious franchise. Those articles that we covered were reported that that uh, particular Skyline was the world's most expensive Nissan. Now, if, if this auction goes as planned, this may be the new uh, most expensive Nissan uh, to well, go. I mean, Nissans in general are just kind of going going for... I feel like the historic Nissans are starting to finally go for top dollar. I mean, so we're no strangers to kind of covering what crazy values are kind of going for. We, we covered that 240z that kind of set the trend when it went through auction and it it was the mm -hmm. highest selling Datsun 240z in the United States remember we did that yep. but then we also cover the obscure remember we 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 talked about um Tom Cruise's um planter right. z yes and we talked about that when that sold so yeah if you know about the obscure z that's coming up 
I mean, usually it's pretty public, but if you know about an obscure Z or a classical Datsun or Nissan or even an Infiniti, um, you know, that's within the racing heritage or super rare, let us know. Uh, we'll definitely talk about it here on the show. But uh, we love that kind of stuff. We nerd out on that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously, for, for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah, so yeah. so this goes auction tomorrow. Auction is how long? Uh, I actually did not specify days, because be, because no reserve. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the crazy part is that because this is such a high-profile auction, um, the conditions of those who are eligible to even place a bid are are very strict. Typically, yeah. it involves contacting. It isn't like an online eBay bid. This is something that has to be it's vetted. Crypto purchase or what? Crypto, or crypto bros are coming in with dark this web thing? purchase. I mean, what's going on here? So, but I will yeah. say that's super cool. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I'm not, I, I've heard the name Sotheby's. I, I know they deal with uh, some pretty uh, high end auctions. Um, I've seen their name once or twice through other um, yeah. brands. I'll leave it at that. And uh, yeah. so that's cool. Um, uh, that's, good find. So, thank you, man. The last thing I'll say, though, is that uh, for those who are trying to sell your car, advertising that you've over boosted the engine typically will not result in a higher sales price. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that much. All right. Uh, um, I think that's not a is, selling point. Got th- it. Yeah. That's not, for, for us common folk, that is no, that is not it. So, so you over boosted the engine and you hmm. want me to pay how much and you want it? more money, more money. Yeah. But I will say it's a, it's a, an opportunity to pick up something extremely rare. So yeah, if you've got the means, I'm pretty sure it's so choice as so Bueller would, uh, would put it so good um now i i um i wanted to take my piece and kind of talk about this before now we've covered this quite a few times in the past um this is uh, something that's ongoing and continuing the ongoing um expedition um but that's what we're here to kind of talk about so nissan um has uh i'll just put it like this there is an ongoing nissan expedition um, for those that don't know and we've kind of talked about this in the past but if you haven't um stumbled onto this yet or even know about it you need to get woke on it if you will um so we're of course talking about the nissan pole to pole ev expedition with the new nissan araya now this is actually something uh god we were we were we were trying to report on this before it even happened. Yep. Um, and then it, when it launched, we're like, go, go. We're thinking, you know, we were so excited. We're like, race, run. But the reality is um, this is very much a true expedition, kind of taking its time, really focused on success. But for those that don't know, this is a husband and wife team, um, Chris and Julie Ramsey, um, who actually had pre- preparing for this particular ordeal for more than four years. Um, but again, they are no strangers to doing rallies in Nissans, believe it or not. They're hardcore Nissan fanatics, if you will, especially with the EVs. Um, their first expedition was actually with the Nissan Leaf, uh, where they actually um, did a rally um, previously, pr- prior to the Araya. Now, this particular expedition is a larger undertaking, to say the least. <laughs> uh, the journey is actually going from the north to the South Poles, that's 27,000 kilometers, um, and it's expected to take them roughly about nine months, um, roughly. But I'm going to say with all the publicity that's kind of 
slowly been moving with this um, particular um, adventure. Um, mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe they hit, might have to um, hit a little bit of a car show in between it or hit, <laughs> um, you know, a media piece of it uh, as they go along. But if they take yeah. longer than nine months, no fault on them. It's still a very cool story. Um, currently right now, these folks are in the U.S. still. Uh, we were super excited to see them kind of come across the border. Um, last time I checked, and this was, I think, yesterday when we were both pre-prepping for the show, um, we found them in Detroit. I would assume that there's some kind of Detroit motor show. I wasn't checking the log where exactly they're at, but last time we checked, they were like bounced around between Tennessee, which is Nissan's uh, home stomping ground America, headquarters. Yeah. And then between Detroit and we're like, where are they going all over the place? I think we took a picture of it last night. We were kind of laughing about it. We were. Uh, yeah. Got, yeah. I throw that up there. Sure. And yeah. So we're like, okay, they went all the way through. Canada went all the way through all that part and then cut across. Yeah. From, from the west, hit up Tennessee. Northwest U.S. to Tennessee. Yeah. They, they seem to make their way to about South Carolina and then backtrack through Tennessee area again. And now they're out in Detroit uh, with this car, man. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a trip. I imagine, yes, there is somewhat of a uh, marketing. Uh, obviously, it's very, very marketing. This is a great testament for Nissan, not only for their testing, because you're putting this, this particular vehicle through, obviously, intense environments, intense weather, uh, uh, terrain, and uh, showing that this vehicle uh, can endure that type of um, range of, of again, temperature and terrain. But also, it's also an EV. Like, it is a... Um, uh, electric vehicle, it needs to be charged routinely. Where on the North Pole are you going to find a power station? You're not. So they've gone through numerous way, numerous ways to um, uh, be creative and to generate power, uh, but also to uh, show that it is possible. There are things that are possible. If there's a will, there's Correct. a way. Yeah, they, they, you know, in your mind, though, just to, we've talked about this a little bit in the last episode and, the, and a few before. So we've been monitoring, like, how are they getting power? Are they are they plugging in? They actually have a a solar, um, a, a big, um, oh my god, um, a wind a, a, yeah, a, a wind generator that's actually uh, that's protruding. And what's cool is if you follow their 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 um, their uh, their uh, their, uh, their their Facebook page and their updates and everything, um, they'll actually kind of give you a breakdown on the vehicle piece by piece. Like, hey, this is what we've added to it. This is how we're managing. Um, this is how we've modified this vehicle, especially like in the front, the skid plates, the tires, how they're holding up. Um, you know, especially when they were traveling from the the, the, the glacier north <laughs> section. Yeah. I mean, it was nuts. We we were literally watching it. Um, you know, a lot, and it was a uh, it was a lot of good information. And uh, again, um, you know, for those interested in buying the Araya, I would probably keep a close eye on this. This is a this is a an opportunity to check out how this vehicle is going to be put through its paces, and that's what um, is so interesting about it. And plus, um. The, the couple's very awesome. They're lovely to kind of watch and, and watch them kind of go through all these magical places and, uh, and great photography work. So again, if you have an opportunity, definitely check it out. Again, you can follow their journey through uh, pole to pole EV.com. 
Um, and then if you want to kind of follow them live, that uh, image that we pulled up was pulltopolev.com backslash expedition hyphen live um, backslash. <laughs> and uh, you can actually find out where they are on the map with the, uh, the most updated information that we have. But again, something very cool if you get a chance to check that out. Um, uh, you definitely want to follow those guys. And this is going to be a long updated thing to, to definitely check out. Yeah. So um, hopefully they'll, uh, they'll, we can get them in one of these days um, on the podcast, maybe do something live while they're in route or uh, we'll figure it out. Maybe we can touch base. So. Sure. Sure, man. Yeah. Great, great uh, catching up with them, man. Again, this is such a, uh, a long expedition for them. Uh, I, I, I like that. We, you know, doing our best to uh, uh, promote it and help out. Keep, you know? keep, keep the momentum going because you know after with any anything no matter that's nine months long it's going to take you know you have your morale and you've got your highs and your lows and let's keep let's help them keep their morale if high they come through texas we got to join them support we got to take care of oh, them they come through texas we, we got to do we that up. so we should ask yeah we should see if they are we man. should uh, we should we'll try yeah so okay <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, um, moving on with with Nissan news, we've got one more article to report, and this is actually just a PSA. This is regarding a recall of the 2023 Nissan Leaf for any of you guys that are owners of the uh, the current model Leaf. Uh, uh, Leaf. Um, I'll share my screen on this. This is from CarScoops.com, and I gotta say, this is probably one of the most detailed articles I've heard about a recall. Which was, again, it's kind of right up our alley. It's so detailed. It's that nerd aspect of it, though. But uh, I'll give you the details here. There are approximately 750 plus uh, Leaf EVs in the U.S. that are being recalled, specifically about a brake tube uh, that was damaged during the manufacturing process. Uh, what happens is that uh, the particular damaged tube can rust prematurely and cause a potential brake leak. Um, uh, fluid brake fluid leak uh, in, in the car. Uh, this this defect was discovered uh, in the factory. And from there, it was escalated, and an in, a uh, inspection was launched. Out of a thousand samples of units, uh, there was twenty five uh, pieces that have uh, were identified as, as having suffered damage. Uh, the root cause is saying that there was a temporary uh, a short term um, tooling correction that. That was made, and and during that uh, tooling, uh, there was uh, uh, it was generating damage. So they had since uh, did some quality control, fixed that, actually identify which cars in the factory that were still in the factory uh, had them fixed, and then they're encouraging everybody that is a Leaf owner, uh, recent Leaf owner, that uh, they will be receiving a notice in the mail to go to their local dealership and have it repaired. Uh, if it is, uh, if it's needed. Um, what's interesting about this is that the leaf obviously is an EV. And one of the features of the leaf is that it has regenerative braking and regenerative braking is, is uh, yeah, regenerative braking essentially is where the motors that power the wheels as you slow down are also recovering that energy. So the motors are actually sort of being like a, a brake themselves. And that makes it tricky. So when you I was going to say that that seems like it would be something that would like, I don't know, dare I say, like conceal or hide like the you're like, oh, my brakes are just fine. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll. (laughs) I was like, you may you may be uh, you may be working on brake number brake system 
number two and not not the primary system, which is the squishies. You definitely want to make sure that those are moving. Uh, <laughs> those are yes. operating at optimum levels. So, yeah. Um, so, again, nothing's going to hurt. If you get something in the mail, check it out. Um, mm-hmm. Even um, just check your VIN number at the local dealer and they'll they'll run you for all the recalls if you have, if there are any recalls for your vehicle whatsoever. So if you do normal servicing mm-hmm. um, through the dealer, like you should if you have a newer vehicle, definitely yeah. want to check into that. So. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> uh, they were saying that, uh, yeah, you might see a, la- a light on the dash, obviously go to the dealer. Um, there have not been any accidents identified because of this defect. Uh, nice. They're not aware of any warranty claims. This is very much a proactive. A proactive uh, approach. That's very awesome. proactive. Yeah. There was well, no that's very. That's very Nissan, so that's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. I, I hope the guy that identified this thing on the factory floor gets a nice little bonus, man. I'll be honest with you, man. That's, Get some cake. It's very much, uh, I think, very little. much worth it. Chili's gift card for him and <laughs> Christmas stocking this year. Chili so kudos. You can pick out any hat you want in the, uh, the Nissan gift shop, the gift shop. I will say, by the way, um, you know, the guys, let's talk about the manufacturing line. You and I have been to the manufacturing plant in, uh, in Tennessee. And I will say, you know, I, and I'm sure those guys go by their, their, uh, gift shop that's there. And they're like, whatever t-shirts and, when we went through there, it was like Christmas. I swear to God, I must have bought like 12 shirts. I wanted to buy a pair of coveralls. I bought a yes. Nissan employee jacket. Like, I, I was literally just going to buy the fixtures. I was like, can I have that fixture right there? Like, well, what are we doing with that? Like, what's up? <laughs> just and, and you're talking the factory, so that must have been during Zcon. I know every every so yeah. often there will be a Zcon yeah. uh, in at uh in tennessee and i'm such a dork man like all i want is the nissan brand stuff me too like i'm such a i'm such a uh w-h-o-r-e for that stuff so yeah (laughs) moving on anyway but yeah very cool so uh uh, good psa so um let's talk a little bit about um well actually before we go into the motorsports aspect which is going to be a huge piece of the show here today Uh, we got to make sure that we don't have any comments that we need to go through nobody's saying anything if you haven't said anything Uh, say something give us some heads up let us know what we're going to be talking about tonight we're going to talk about motorsports a lot tonight so if you're a motorsports dork uh, or a nerd just definitely jump strap in jump in um feel free to poke and prod us about our experience that we're going to be talking about here tonight and sure. uh, we'll continue on for the night so uh... awesome uh g- given a few uh comments so we did have some of course uh justin jle um gave us a compi as well uh i think as we were talking about the r90 ck car going for auction Myers Motorsports says I want it of course, <laughs> of course. Oh, amazing piece of track history um yeah yeah for sure uh so yeah we can move on to motorsports miles yeah uh, we've got a lot to cover I have the first article yeah yeah and oh well one thing Myers Motorsports said speaking of swag I'm assuming um I gave Mike um nissan swag to give to you from gt4 i am sure it's the tightest shirt that he could uh half if they make a nissan habsy shirt i'm sure he's uh if they still make those <laughs> that's even a thing I'm, so I'm, all the, i'm sure he picked through all the good stuff and left me with the uh yeah there you go that was probably my shirt it's uh, i'm just kidding <laughs> it's all right but yes thank you again uh Haley, for that i know you were um 
uh, you were helping out a lot with the uh, the racing, the GT4 race team out there. But yeah, I thank you for for being my swag gal while we were out there. That's the best. So yeah. So um, let's run into motorsports a little bit. Um, again, motorsports update here. Uh, this is a segment where we look into Nissan's current motorsports portfolio, its race entries, supported teams, uh, grassroots teams, and how they're doing as a whole. So. Uh, Mike, you got the first one. Uh, let's do a Formula E update. Absolutely. That's exactly what we're going to talk about here. So uh, our first topic for motorsports is regarding uh, the uh, Nissan Formula E team. Uh, just this last week, June 3rd and June 4th, we were at the uh, streets of Jakarta in Indonesia. Uh, this was um, two uh, two races, round 10 and round 11. And uh, we'll go ahead and give you a recap of what's going on here. Uh, getting into qualifying to start off. Qualifying one, uh, not so good, I won't lie. Uh, neither of our cars made it into the duels segment of that qualifying. We've talked about it in the past episodes how, uh, you know, I would say every racing league or series has a unique qualifying procedure. Um, and Formula E is, is no different from that. So they have essentially a... Uh, uh, time attack trying to find the best time and then after a certain point they stop and then begin to do what they call duels where two cars go head to head for the the higher uh, starting position so uh again unfortunately during our qualifying first round of qualifying neither of our cars made it um but getting into that race um we did have some really good weather and uh our two drivers uh sasha finestras finished uh, 19th and then our other driver uh, norman Nato, uh finished 12th uh, in the first race, uh, neither of them brought in points for that first race. However, th- it was the second round of qualifying and the second race that really uh, was a huge, I'm, I'm telling you, night and day difference uh, for the team and for the drivers. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. The second qualifying uh, that we had, uh, Sasha made it into the duels segment, specifically the quarterfinals. Uh, he was able to have a starting position for race to uh, P4. Uh, so that was a very, very good start uh, for him. And then Norman Otto, uh qualified, uh, uh, where is he at? He qualified 12th um, for the beginning of that second uh, race. Uh, getting into the race, um, honestly, this has been the best result for the team all season. Sasha Finestras finished fourth. Uh, in the race, he brought home nice. 12 points for the team, nice. and yeah, yeah, Norman Nato finished fifth. They were right back to back, fourth and fifth, two Nissans. Uh, Norman brought in 10 points for the team, a total of 22 points. Uh, the Nismo article that you see here, uh, they really uh mentioned that not only these performance upgrades that we've mentioned in the past, um, were a contributor to this success that we had here, um this weekend but also a very strong strategy they said contributed to the the success they had during the second race this past weekend Uh, nissan is currently eighth as a constructor and the next location will be happening in portland usa so this would actually be the uh first time that formula e has been in portland this is be an inaugural race uh, it's happening June 24th, so just about two weeks from now. Uh, I've got a 
really interesting uh, here you can see the track information yep it's a it's a two mile circuit 12 turns uh there's gonna be a lot of variables for the teams and for the drivers here at portland because it is a new track uh there's a lot of things that they're gonna have to adapt to uh, a lot there's no previous data that they can use to their benefit so it's sort of like a level playing ground for many of the uh for many of the teams so this could be a potential for the uh, nissan formula e team to capitalize on on that so um That's long straights i know it's 12 turns but i mean for the length i mean there's gonna be a lot of opportunity for passing here so it's gonna be yeah, some pretty tight. Uh, that's a tight little hairpin right there. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's if you if you're looking for good seats, it's going to be between T1, T2, and T3. If you're looking for some damage, and then probably T7, that's where it's all going to happen right there. So yeah, T12, hell, you know, shoot. Even down here as well. You're right. Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, it's good seating all around. If I'm just looking at, it. but yeah, T3, T2, T1 is where I'd be parked. Because <laughs> that's yeah, where yeah, yeah. going to happen. Bust so. out the popcorn, man, and start having yeah, some fun, you know? Yeah. Now, uh, the best way for you guys to be able and watch this race, I won't lie, it's a little scarce uh, currently. I'm on the Formula E site. Uh, practice 1 and Practice 2, you should be able to see very easily through the Formula E uh, uh, Center. I believe it's an app, but also through YouTube. Very, very common you can go through YouTube to watch the practice sessions. It's qualifying and the E-Pre, I'll be honest with you, if you can see this with on my screen, it says coming soon. Uh, we're not too sure exactly how you're going to be able to watch this race. Maybe they're yet. buying their own channel or something like that. So it would I, make sense. I, mean, I would certainly hope so because I would love to be able to have this series more accessible. Um yeah, and we'll talk, uh, you know, same thing, Super GT, which we're going to talk about a little bit here tonight. They're, they've got this motorsports thing locked up, motorsports.com, and it's just like, uh, like you, the coverage is all like, just like, seriously, and I don't know, it's, you have to wait like 24 hours, anyway, yeah. I'm not going to now, now, aside from that, getting after the weekend and all the action, you can see the highlights of the races uh, which is essentially where I get my, a lot of my information aside from the Nissan media rooms uh, is through the YouTube highlights segment. They have some really good uh, produced um, uh, hi highlights uh, of the races. So I, I definitely encourage I watching those. That their Instagram coverage, the team's Instagram coverage through the Nismo um, link is really cool. And they've got some great background shots because we've been following them for you know, a couple seasons now and they do whoever does all that as far as their production and their updates, kudos yeah. to you because I love looking at all the updates and all the little fun inside like um, horseplay that kind of happens. <laughs> it just, it, it's cool. It kind of, it, it, it puts a face to the team. Um, so if you're out there doing it or uh, if anybody's listening from that team, just uh, want to let you know, you're doing a great job. We love all the updates and uh, we'll continue to uh, promote or help out in any capacity that we can in regards to that. So Awesome, man. Yes. Now, for the next segment uh, here on the Motorsports uh, Update, it's Super GT. This is your baby. Uh, Ooh, yeah, Super GT is been dramatic this last round and i mean that um normally it's like it's a good race and it's just it's all around just great racing this one has been ups and downs and it's uh, it's been hairy and, and it's just it's a lot so i'm gonna just try to make it as simplistic as 
it can be, but it is the closest thing. It's like a novella of just <laughs> this last round. And I'll, I'll try to give you a sum, summation of what happened. This, but if you get a chance, I would, out of all the races, even over last season, you definitely want to go back and watch this race because it gets pretty hairy. So uh, for those that don't know, uh, the round three of Super GT uh, just occurred um, here recently. That was actually on the uh, the third and the fourth, uh, actually the third for practice and qualifying. And then Sunday, uh, the fourth, uh, which was the race. Now, I was actually watching a lot of this live and it was, uh, you know, I was getting super excited and then we got hit with drama. But before that, I'm going to kind of go into race results and I'll talk you talk you about what happened some sadness, but some highlights on the backside. So I'll give you bad and I'll give you sad. Uh, okay. I'll give you the, the sad, the bad, sad, and the good. We'll call it, we'll leave it at that. So let's talk about 500 series because we got both the 500 series where the Zs are racing and the 300 series, uh, which of course we have the Nissan GTRs kind of racing right now. In the 500 series racing, um, honestly, a good day for qualifying. Not the best. We've seen better from some of the race teams um, that were out there putting it down. Um, the Impulse Z um, actually was uh, in qualifying. They end up, ended up, the Morelli, excuse me, Impulse Z, um, ended up uh, putting down uh, something like fourth place. Um, that's actually where their position uh, ended up for the day. Um, and a kudos to those guys. They actually uh, did a hell of a good job for putting in fourth place for qualifying. Um, Motul Altec Z, not where I'd like to see them, but they actually were sitting in uh, eighth place in qualifying. And the Nitira uh, Motul Z ended up uh, sitting around 12th. Um, so that was the 500 class um, for qualifying. That's Saturday. I'm um, going into the 300 class, which we've got our GTRs. Um, a little bit of uh, better results, surprisingly. It always is like that. Like when the Zs don't do good, the GTRs destroy. When the GTRs mm. don't, uh, they do a decent job and the and the Zs kill. It's just like... Give me both. Like so, those days. <laughs> why not both? Yeah, why not yeah. both? Why can't I have everything? But uh, so for qualifying for 300, a uh, great results. The gainer to Nax GTR ended up um, uh, putting in a second uh, qualifying position. Um, then of course we nice. got it, so a little bit of a delay. And then eighth, the Ponos Gator GTR. Um, they've actually uh, sat in eighth position, which is good for them. They've been a little bit below that in the past on the last two races. And then ninth, surprisingly, the realized Nissan mechanical, uh, challenge GTR, um, went down to ninth, which is surprising because those guys are usually killing it. Um, but this, again, this is qualifying. Let's talk about race day. So race day drama. Let's talk about that 500 series. We've got the Z's going, everybody's humping, pumping, and I can tell you right now that Nitira Motul Z number 23 is out there smashing it. They're killing it. Um, you've got uh, Quintrinelli uh, who's out there and he's just destroying that. I mean, he's out there killing it and he's just, they're, they're, they're just, they're doing such a good job. Um, we start getting about midway through the race um, and there's a little bit of fallback. So they're trying to make up position. I think they were sitting around fourth when we're coming into the lap that we don't want to talk about, which is lap number 58. Lap number 58, 58. is where they're falling back. And unfortunately we have the Nitira Z um, is going, the Nitira Motul Z is going out and we've got two other cars that are a little wide. So it's, it's a wide pass attempt. And basically the vehicle loses control 
it goes so wild that it actually ends up taking out a barrier. And um, and if you want, if you don't know the car that we're talking about, by the way, uh, let me um, give, if you don't mind, I'd like to share the screen so you sure. kind of see what I'm talking about here. So this is the car that we're kind of talking about in question. Um, so it, this has been the car that's really been kind of killing it um, within the last um, few races. And we've seen so much PR about Unfortunately, this car gets demolished um, while during uh, this pass attempt. Um, and this is where it ended up being. Oh, uh, no. So round 58 was such a massive crash that they actually had to reset. Um, they had to put everybody back into position. And because they couldn't fix the barrier to a safety standard, they ended up having to shut the race down as a whole. Now, um, wow. at the time that they're shutting it down. They're talking about putting everybody in position. And at that moment, and this is where it starts to get a little dramatic and a little heated. The Niteromoto Z actually was placed as first place um, in the race. And that, um, because they had to wait for everything to kind of calm down. Dust um, to settle, the drama. The dust to settle. Um, literally, the other team rivals lost it. And they were like, no way that that vehicle were doing were doing it by position at the time of the last lap. So there, there was protests, and a few hours later, it, it all got changed up. The which actually made um, it put the Niterra Motul Z in fourth place. The third place position ended up going to the Morelli Impul Z. So they actually got bumped up to third place, okay. um, where they were previously sitting in fourth. So a weird bit of, you know, positioning there. So the Morelli Impul Z took third. Nitera Motul Z officially um, took fourth place. Eighth place, Realize Advan Z um, sat in eighth place. Thirteenth, uh, Motul Altec Z. Um, so that was kind of how things laid out for the for the day. Um, mm -hmm. Now, if you're worried about the driver, I know this looks like an extremely horrific crash. Yes, it does. Um, this is actually uh, Quintarelli uh, was not driving at the time. It was actually uh, Matsudo um, who was behind the wheel at the time. Um, thankfully, there was really no major injuries for him. Um, just a testament to how they well they built that car. Um, he was taken to hospital. Um, but it just, uh, it was later acknowledged that he had no major injuries, um, thankfully. Um, That's so, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, I, I was amazed at that. So, yeah, not the best day. Um, I will say that, um, and we'll talk about the gap here. Like, you're like, oh, what are we going to do? It's, this car is demolished. Hold up. There's a plan. There's been rumors and everything have been trickling. But let me okay. talk about 300 series. So on the 300 on the GTR side, let's talk about how the day ended up. Um, final position, the fourth place, um, the realized Nissan Mechanical Challenge GTR. Like I always tell you, those guys, ugh, they put the full <laughs> effort through and they ended up taking fourth place um, overall. Fifth place, Gainer to Max GTR. Um, they fell down a little bit, but they still ended up taking in fifth, uh, eighth place, the Ponos Gainer GTR. Um, so yeah, not a bad result for Nissan. It would have been a little bit nicer to get higher in the points. I'm really bummed that, uh, we had a protest and we couldn't get that Nitera Motul Z to finish in the, in a higher points position, but it is what it yeah. is. Now, um, this was round three. This was a, obviously it's Suzuka and it was just the last week. Now we've got, obviously we've got a car that's down right now. Number 23, 
But I will say Nissan and the racing team are doing everything they can to put that vehicle back into position um, and ready for the next race. Luckily, we have a pr- we have the actually most significant gap in the series, um, so we do not have another race um, till eight five, um, which is going to be in Fuji. So that uh, gives us eight five all- August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's a huge gap. Yeah. yeah so okay. we've got a two month gap time, which is you know kind of favorable. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's not obviously we couldn't have had a race, but it couldn't have been better as far as like having enough time because normally you have about roughly a three week to four week stint. This isn't giving us almost, you know, seven to uh, an eight week stint of uh, a damn near an eight week stint of gap. So it allows the, uh, the time to, to put the vehicle into, posi- you know, into builds. And then of course, get all the testing and tuning uh, kind of rocking and rolling for that car. So I hope that the 23 comes back, rises like a Phoenix if it were, <laughs> um, and uh, get, comes back and kicks butt. So we'll see how it goes for uh, round four. But again, if you get a chance, go to YouTube and check out the, uh, the round three. It's some really good racing up until the incident. And uh, and Nissan has a. I'm still waiting for that Nissan update to the YouTube channel, which I absolutely love and I follow religiously. So uh, once that comes around, I think they're kind of waiting for a couple things to die down. Um, and uh, we'll definitely put it on our page. You can check it out and, uh, if it hasn't already been released while we're talking. So yeah, awesome man. Again, it's unfortunate to see that that, that car is as much damage as it had. Was that was that the same car that remember last season we covered? Another accident. It was a major accident. It's where you know we saw the the, the chassis spinning and spinning. It was a full spinning. full spin. That was on a. I think a, it was on the. God, I can't remember. That was another significant accident. That was a it, very I, serious accident. I, I remember that. Yeah. I think they I, shut it down. It was like a rainy day, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I I remember you were talking. It. it was on the back straight, and it was just like, it was a yeah. One. So I I. I I don't remember top of mind whether or not it was the same car, number 23 car or, or not. It was. I, I think it was. Uh, damn it. Now, okay. Well, yeah, I don't want to put you on that. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. I'm Comments. not going to challenge it because I'm going to start guessing. And then I look like I'm talking about, which is weird. Right. Right. Uh, but if anybody knows or has an update on it, let us know. Or if you're going through the history and want to nerd out with us, let us know who, where that significant crash was and who it was last year. And uh, maybe we'll, uh, be nice to you in some way with swag. I don't know. We'll figure something out. So, but uh, yeah. So that's Super GT in a fiery ball of nutshell uh, for this uh, season. So uh, we'll keep you updated as we uh, move on. Now, Mike, um, we haven't updated in a while on this. Uh, we we actually kind of uh, we're waiting for some of the updates. But Centra Micro yeah. Cup, uh, based out of Canada, um, you wanted to cover it this time. Um, let's go through it because we haven't touched it in a while. It's been a while, um, and it's a good point, too. Uh, you know, as we've been covering all of the other motorsports races, we're already obviously in, you know, round three, round seven, you know, round ten. Uh, for Centra, Centra Cup and for Micro Cup here, actually, this was the first round of the season. So they started their season rather, I don't want to say late. Every season's unique. This is definitely, you know, grassroots is no different. But uh, yeah, we are into the uh, rounds one and round two of the Centra Cup, and I'll go ahead and add my screen to that. Uh, again, yes, this is a grassroots racing series based in Canada. Uh, it it's 
six weekends uh, throughout the year um, from May through September, and it is exclusive to SPECT. Uh, Nissan Sentras and microcars. Uh, again, this last uh, May 26th and 27th is where we saw round one and round two. It was at the Circuit Mont Blanc at the uh, Quebec. And then, of course, uh, moving into uh, the race results. Just kind of want to give you guys a few highlights. Uh, again, we're so early into the race, um, into the series, I should say. So uh, starting with the Centra class, it was uh, number 32, Alexander Fortin wins round one uh, of uh, center class. Uh, and then moving into round two, uh, fastest car, uh, fastest Centra here was the uh, number 88 car, Simon Chabonneau wins round two. That name is very familiar. I know we've mentioned it, him in the past. Yeah, I felt like we talked about him last, a lot of the last season. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it sounds very familiar. I, f- I feel like he was a lot of the lap leaders and he was like best time. If I remember last season, I just remember saying his name so many times. Yes. But, it's, um, yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not his first rodeo. I know that much. I mean, he, he's been a part of the Centric cup uh, for, for multiple years now. Um, and I know cause we, we've covered it. Uh, that name is very, uh, you remember it, you know, uh, both of these cars, as part of their best lap, uh, they're hovering just under two minutes, about the one minute, 59 second range as your best laps uh, during each race. Uh, I do want to give a shout out. He wasn't a winner. However, he was the uh, fastest car on the track uh, for both rounds. Uh, his name is Nicholas uh, Barrett. I hope I'm getting that right, though. Again, fastest man on track in his Sentra. Um he, he was uh, also uh, in the 159s. However, he just barely edged out all of the racers in both races uh, to, to claim that title. So props to him and want him to you know keep it up. Definitely an accolade to have. Um, moving into the micro class, the winner of both round one and round two was number 91 car, Simon Vincent. Uh, he honestly, to my opinion, he is doing a fantastic job in his Nissan Micra. You know, we mentioned just a second ago that these Sentras, their best laps were a minute and 59 seconds. He's in a a car that has 40 horsepower less and is about 600 pounds lighter. Uh, However, he is only, uh, his best laps uh, are at uh, two minutes and 4.3 seconds. So, again, a car that's underpowered, lighter, I'll give him that, but it's still 40 pounds, uh, uh, 40 horses less, and he's only, uh, what is that, about five seconds, uh, just under five seconds behind the fastest centers. So, to me, this just based on the numbers, uh, it, it, to me, I'm impressed. I'm just like, he, he's hanging very, very close to a, a lot of these centers. Um, the one thing that I keep reminding myself or what I think about when I see these numbers is, it's much more entertaining to watch a slow car being driven fast than a fast car be driven slowly. So I want to say that, uh, again, props um, to Simon Vincent, man, for putting on a show. For those who are spectators on these races, I would imagine he's definitely a, a fun driver to watch. Uh, again, just based on these numbers from a distance as we are, um, definitely want to give him props. Um, for the Central Cup here, the next race is happening July 9th. Uh, rounds three and, and four are happening at the Complex Icar in Maribel, Quebec. 
Uh, this is actually part of the Nissan Grand Prix weekend. It's an entire weekend of Nissan-related events, races uh, at this particular track. I remember this same kind of uh, arrangement was done last year. And uh, uh, quite a good time. So if you are a Nissan enthusiast and you are in the uh, Mirabel, Quebec area, uh, definitely give us a shot. You've got plenty of time, uh, about a month from now, find some tickets, go out there, have some fun, and get yourself introduced with the uh, Centra Cup, man. Uh, I really think it's uh, a really good event for you to check out. Again, I keep on saying this. I hope maybe one of these days we'll get one in, in, in the U.S. Um, I actually looked on the price, at least the last time the article was presented. A uh, spec Centra Cup is about $40,000. I mean, you get a prepped car, uh, a prepared car for competition for $40,000, uh, give or take. So, uh very, very low cost to entry. And I imagine it just being a pretty fun car to, to drive around. So, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, thanks for the coverage of the, uh, the Nissan Sentra and the Micro Cups. Um, again, we, uh, we would love to do more of it. Honestly, we just need more. Uh, we need, we're looking for the better coverage all the time uh, for that event. So if we can get the better coverage, we'll definitely talk about it more. Can, um, but uh, it feels like it's always trickled, and then it's in French. And uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, that's French hard. Is, my French is as good as my Spanish, my Japanese, and <laughs> just about every other language that I fail to master in any way whatsoever. So, what if we had like a, if we find ourselves a, a Canadian correspondent who typically just happens to be there at most of the races? Like we put them on, like that would be kind of cool for anybody who's listening and he knows somebody. Uh, have them contact us, man. We yeah. If you want to be our correspondent, you have the job. No qualification. <laughs> no qualifications. Because yeah. it, it literally, we're always like either fumbling through the the French based names, and I, I I'm sure they're like ooh cringing ooh just uh, yeah. We can make it better. No. So it's about as good as I can get with that. But yes, again, we love covering the, uh, the event. We hope to see more updates and uh, we'll definitely try to keep you um, abreast of what's happening with that event. Sure. Um, now, um, going into more localized here in the States, uh, of course, we were covering the Nissan Challenge. Uh, we've got a few of those guys on with us here tonight um, and we never leave them out. So again, um, let's talk about the Nissan Challenge. Uh, for those that aren't aware of the Nissan Challenge, this is, again, a grassroots racing series based out of the SoCal area. So if you are in and around California and you're a Nissan racing enthusiast, grassroots especially, you need to start getting familiar with these guys. Um, again, uh, they just finished out um, a recent race um, that was actually round four. Uh, that was on June 3rd at uh, Willow Springs International Raceway. Um, they actually had a, a race that went out there for, again, they do right now, I think they're doing four classes. Um, and all those four classes, we're going to usually give you a, a breakdown of what happened for the race leaders. Um, class one, um, no surprise here, uh, Mr. Charles Parks, still <laughs> killing it with, I swear DTR. to God. And I love yeah. Charles, but I'm like, yo, man, give somebody a break, <laughs> all right? Be, give somebody uh, else a chance. Maybe get the flu, all right? <laughs> maybe not be so amazing. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, kudos to Charles. I mean, he's an excellent Absolutely. racer, of course. A um, uh, true motorsports enthusiast. Not to mention the fact he owns his own suspension company. 
probably helps out too as well. But we love you, Charles. Keep killing it out there. Um, but he um, he did a great job. He uh, ended up, of course, uh, doing the same. Um, he ended up taking first place. Second place um, actually went out to a James Funtas. Um, uh, he actually followed not too far behind Mr. Parks um, in his vehicle. Let's see here. Third place went out to Miguel Santiago. Um, so kudos to him. Um, class number two. Let's see what we got going on here. First place went out to Luke Litterman. Um, kudos to him. Second place, uh, Natalie Weeby. If I said that correctly, I hope so. Um, but yes, kudos to Natalie for uh, taking second place. Um, she'd also, by the way, taken first place at round two. So kudos, Natalie. Um, third place, keep up your points. Uh, third place, I actually went out to a David Hartel um, in class two. Let's go into class three. Class three, that actually turned out to be Adam Zia. Um, he has been doing great. Um, he's been doing first, second, first um, for, and just kind of killing it in that series in his wow. Z33. Um, so a big shout out to him. I think he actually even broke a, a lap record if uh, if um, the updates on corner3motorsports.com are doing me justice. Second place um, in class three, that went out to a Nate Rosso. Kudos to Nate. Third place um, ended up coming for a Sonia Klaus. Um, she actually uh, put it down for a Z33 in third place. So kudos to her. Class four of uh, the unsung heroes and actually my favorite <laughs> class of what's of everything that's out there. So I'm just going to give you the first because that's what it updates here for the website. First place uh, went out to Edgar Folletto. Um, he actually uh, took uh, first place in his S14. So a kudos to Edgar in an S14 holding it down again. Yeah. <laughs> so to do it out there amongst everything else because that class does everything from like b13s 300 zx's s30s um so yeah they got a lot b13s b14s all the centros all the good stuff so yeah so again if you're not familiar with the nissan challenge and it's in your neck of the woods you got no excuses you need to kind of uh, chime on to those guys and keep updated um, again, you can check out all their updates and all the new races through corner3motorsports.com. Um, let's see here. Round five. Um, and surprisingly enough, we have, we have Edgar on tonight, and he was commenting on the gap um, in racing uh, time right now because it is hot in summer. Edgar said, uh, good to see we're not the only ones taking a break for the summer. Uh, this past weekend was brutal in the heat at Willow Springs. So again, all those racers that I just mentioned for results did it in the sweat box that was Willow Springs <laughs> um, just recently. So yeah, kudos to them. They earned it and they also lost a lot of poundage and water weight. While they're racing. You win twice, brother. You win twice, man. Look good the next day. You lost all the weight. All the longhouse are gone. All right. Uh, let's talk about this race. Um, it's got a bit of a break. Like um, like you did mention, July 9th, we're going to be doing round three and four uh, coming up, I believe. Um, that will be, oh, you know, I apologize. What would they do two rounds? That's going to be round, um, excuse me, round five is September uh, 17th. Uh, that will actually happen at Button Willow Raceway Park. So remember, um, again, corner3motorsports.com. Edgar and John are your 
or your folks running that, uh, we give them a big salute for uh, keeping up the grassroots mentality of racing. If we have any yeah. of our Nissan friends out there, they need help. Help them out financially and swag. Whatever yeah. you can do to kind of keep that going, those guys are our uh, campfire for racing right now. Yeah. So kudos we, to them. We've had a really good interview with them not too long ago, earlier this year. So knowledgeable, man, not only about cars and technical aspects of it, but also improvements to make on the track. So very, very knowledgeable. And then we're going to see them at ZCon because they are involved with the track day, uh, I believe, uh, participating, uh, if not more, uh, during ZCon. No, we expect year. them to do everything. Uh, everything. Everything. <laughs> I expect them to work their themselves to the bone. No, I'm just kidding. That, those guys are going to be at ZCon, and they're going to be – to me, the highlight, uh, one of the highlights is Zcon. So it's going to be awesome to be able to see those guys. Again, uh, Edgar, I'm not breaking your chops here, but you need more YouTube, baby. Give me <laughs> YouTube. You guys need to start like a channel on how to make cars fast because you guys are geniuses at doing making making reasonable cars faster. And I don't know yeah. why you don't do it and spread that wealth and knowledge. Get yourselves a YouTube video. Everybody wants to see you, Edgar. <laughs> on the internet doing that and, and giving out that information because nobody's doing that and you guys are so good at it you've got this wealth of knowledge i'm just saying do it but yeah. anyway we love you we hope you, we again we hope to see you guys at zcon and again you can check those guys out at core3motorsports.com and uh the challenge series very cool, man. Uh, again, getting, getting back to uh, some of our comments just before we get into our next segment. Um, we were talking about, uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, we had Edgar's comments. Uh, also, uh, regarding the heat and the temperature, uh, Myers Motorsports, of course, says, yes, heat, uh, specifically heat uh, in Texas at Circuit of the Americas, uh, even in March. It's not even hot yet, but it is definitely brutal. Um, Edgar did also mention that he will be instructing at, uh, Z-Con during that track day. And, uh, Miles, something that we touched on that you touched on just at the beginning of the show, we said, Hey, what about those Australia guys? We got our boy Brad in the house. He did comment saying that, uh, we found us, uh, again. Thank you for being here, Brad. So Brad, uh, woo, it's like lunch right now. That's how crazy it is. He's, uh, he's enjoying his lunch. Brain on Brad. <laughs> Thanks, brother, for joining us. I know it's probably like 3 a.m. where you're at. So, yeah, thanks for being on with us tonight. So. <laughs> for sure, man. All right, man. So that wraps up motorsports. Now um, we've got the big – now we've we've eaten the, we've eaten the veggies. We've eaten the meat and potatoes. Now we're going to eat the cake. So I know – I didn't get an opportunity to make this event. Uh, unfortunately, I had other arrangements somewhere else. But you – and um, actually, our our, uh, our sister motorsports group, Myers Motorsports, were nice enough to give us some excellent coverage of this event. And I was watching you guys yep. give updates. All You've got these great interviews. I mean, there was so much kind of going on. And I'll, I'll obviously let you time to talk about this. But you did a great GT4 if, uh, coverage for, the, uh, for this last uh, week. And let's, uh, let's yeah. talk about it. All right, man. Yeah, and you're absolutely right, man. I, I definitely tried my best to be um, to give as much share, as much co uh, coverage of the event that entire weekend. Uh, lots. Uh, we had lots and lots happening for sure, though. But um, 
Yeah, let's go ahead and get into it, though. Of course, this last ep- uh, recap that we want to give for motorsports was coincidentally the GT4 America Series at the Circuit of Americas in Austin, Texas. Um, specifically, who we were looking for was the uh, Tech Sport Racing Team. Uh, they were competing with their pair of Nissan Z GT4 cars, uh, along with the support of Nissan and Nismo uh, engineers and program managers. Um We've been covering GT4 America since the uh, Z car began uh, this season, uh, late March, and uh, we've been fortunate to watch this particular race firsthand, which took place May 19th through the 21st. Uh, like you said, Miles, I understand that uh, you know you, you couldn't make it, but um, what I'm thinking you can do, man, is just play the role of uninformed fan and i'm going to try my best to just tell you what it's like uh i will definitely do my best to be uh, uninformed so. yeah yeah and for you those of you online i'm going to do our best as well it is a very very loaded weekend we're going to try our best to uh kind of get this thing into bite-sized uh segments though man but it was a, a hell of a weekend you can't there's so much to share because all of it was so amazing man it, it really was so um uh, it's been a, a lot, a lot of fun here. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, so in fact, actually, uh, we were able to walk the Coda pit area the Thursday before practice. So we were able to get in there before most of the coverage actually happened, which was the perfect time to get in there. Many of the teams, uh, were not as stressed as they were going to be, uh, that weekend particularly. So we were able to introduce ourselves to the uh, tech sport racing team and to Nissan and to the Nismo engineers. Uh, you know, I got to say, though, man, they were so gracious and friendly. Uh, you know, like I said, it's race week. Uh, emotions are high. There's only seven weekends that this season takes place. And you got to imagine every one of those weekends, everybody involved is so focused on the car and so focused on the track. And then just for them to just stop for a moment. And say hi to you and, you know, allow us to introduce ourselves and be so receptive and kind. Uh, I couldn't say enough, man, uh, about everybody that that was there and who uh, kind of welcomed us uh, to uh, their 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 pit uh, area, their paddock area. Uh, uh, specifically, we had the tech sport racing uh, owners. We had Kevin and Deborah uh, from Nissan. We had uh, Greg uh, Nelson. Uh, we also had Daniel Malm. And then also with the Nissan, uh, the Nismo engineers, uh, I do want to give a shout out to Mago-san and Ko-san. Uh, they were two of the engineers that we were able to chat with. Uh, and we do have a, uh, an interview coming up that we'll share with you here in the next couple of days. Uh, very, very fun. Uh, again, for, this, for, the, for them to give us their time just to be personable with them, talk with them. And uh, it was it's such, a, such an experience, man. It was so fun. Uh, anyway, uh, moving into it here, uh, let's see who we got, uh, kind of getting into it though. Um, this was Nissan's re-entry into GT4 America in a, in a, in a, in a while. Um, so, uh, with the new Z, so for us, Miles, this is really our first year actually, reco- actually covering the GT4 series. So we're, I'm learning a lot. I know I'm learning a lot. I'm sure you might be as well. Um, you know that there's a huge history. Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, and I swear that I watched, when we knew GT4 was going to be happening, I was like, 
I need to get up on my GT history. Yeah. And I literally sat and watched three different YouTube videos about the history of the GT series. Oh. And it is just crazy. And, and then so <laughs> many things are like meshed together. And this is what happened. Oh, and they killed that series. And then this got changed. And the gentleman's drivers got moved from here to here. And it's just like, oh my God. Like, it's just, it's insane. Like, to really know where all the chips have landed as far yeah. as a racing series. But as far as like GT4 from everything that I've, you know, caught it, because luckily with us having a significant and just amazing racetrack in our backyard, we've caught GT before, you know, as it's kind of come through Coda and in the past, but Nissan wasn't a part of it whatsoever. It was just so happens like, Hey, let's go check out some racing. Yeah. And we've done it in the past, but with the G with Nissan being involved, we were just like, Oh, we got to get up on our game. Oh, we've got to, but it's crazy. The GT four is pretty much like entry level for racing teams. And I know you, you got a lot more detail in regards to that, but it's just, it's, I'm sure you had an opportunity to kind of pro probe and, and prod about how, what it was like for Nissan just to kind of get off the ground, get into the racing series. What was that like? Or, or go ahead. It was actually a lot of fun, man. Uh, I'll be honest. So like you mentioned, uh, sort of how gt4 series fits within the realm of, of all the other series series that are out there it is one of the um what would you call it uh it's it's one of the easier tiers of professional racing to enter financially uh, as opposed to a gt3 which is uh might have a budget of, of double if not more than that so uh you definitely uh if you are a a you might say semi-professional driver or a, a team that's trying to kind of really grow themselves. Uh, the GT4 series is, is really a good fit for you. It, it really can be. Um, uh, it, it is one of those building zone, building blocks until you get to higher levels of racing that typically have way more budgets and really um, uh, a lot more stakes are on the line for sure. Um, when it comes to uh, uh he said how Nissan kind of gets involved. I mean, like I said, not only was this the racing team, the GT4 racing team, but you had, again, the support of Nissan and Nismo on site. And from what I was told, I believe that they're going to be at every race. Uh, so researching this car, they are the ones responsible for the performance of this car and the, and the adjustments that they make. Uh, this isn't some seat of the pants type of uh, improvements. They've got data logging. Uh, serious numbers that they can able to track and see in real time to understand exactly what adjustments to make, uh, not only for the car uh, to be uh, faster, more performance, but also tailor it to specific tracks because every track's different. You've got some tracks got more straights, some have more you know torn corners or are more technical, and so those adjustments are definitely uh, 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 different and unique for for every race that they're having this season. Um, now let's talk, yeah. not to sidetrack a little bit, but let's talk about where we are right now. So we're, this was round three. No, uh, round five is round six. Round, so round it's five the and six, that's right. third stop, but it's rounds five, round six. Okay. Yeah, each, so, yeah. but you know, I want to, I want to give a shout out, you know, of course, obviously Nissan was very nice and offered an opportunity for everybody to come out. And you're going to talk a little bit about that, but Nissan has been great about, making sure they're taking care of the Nissan fanatics at every single event 
throughout this series, um, throughout the, the rounds that happened. Because I know I've been seeing updates from our friends and Z family and Nissan family, um, NOLA, um, you yeah. know, throughout recently. So again, um, I did want to give a quick shout out to all those people that helped organize all those pre, pre-existing races and this one too as well. Um, yep. There are a lot of people that kind of put the hard work in to make sure that the fans, the hardcore Nissan fans, yes. uh, were well taken care of. Um, and those that also have been helping to promote like the ZCCA and the Z convention, um, yep. you know, Chris Carl, especially, uh, he was very uh, instrumental in kind of uh, making sure that we coordinated a lot of that. Um, Dennis Whittakin, um, this last... Um, Dennis, for sure, uh, yep. Who runs the actual Z Club of Austin. Um, right, at this yeah. Point. Well, yeah and, and, yeah. and some of the other folks. Um, I think Harold uh, may have had a piece of that, too, as well, who's on with us tonight. So, again, yes. I mean, I, if I'm leaving anybody out, my apologies, but there's so <laughs> many people that did. But I did want to give a shout-out to all those kind of unsung heroes that put in a lot of work for just us other Nissan fanatics out there. So, kudos. You bring out a good oh, – I'm sorry, man. Uh, you bring a good point. And what I'm going to do here, which really brings up a good point here, I'm going to share a slideshow, just numerous photos. And it includes uh, something that we actually – spoke about in the last episode which was the nissan car corral that was where like you mentioned the diehard nissan fans got together uh not only to enjoy the track and to root on their favorite team but uh honestly dude we've got some really nice uh nissan uh posters shirts uh, promotional shirts uh we were actually provided with track day uh sorry a parade lap we had a oh, parade wow. lap uh, on there you 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 uh dude. you, you... full advantage and 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 for the price of admission which was very very affordable you got to do all of this much less make friends or reconnect with with your your friends you already know and do this special thing um we actually had drivers come over and and join us uh at the car corral and even the engineers the engineers went over to all our cars and were to the site and were able to uh sign a few things for us and yeah dude it was really really cool uh, so I'll run these in the background again, not to not to distract, but we'll go ahead and let this run. No, no. Uh, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in in the background. So um, again, I'll let this run. But um, something that you did mention, Miles, we're kind of getting back to it uh, regarding the GT4 program and how Nissan fits in. Uh, again, some based on some of the conversations I had with uh, the Nismo engineers, is that you know. They're on site gathering data and making improvements to uh, the car uh, or making notes on how to improve the car. Because remember, GT4, the rule book, it's a homologation where the car has to be a production model that they take and prepare within specific rules as a formula, you know, like, like many other series might have. So for them to really improve the car in some ways, in some major ways, they have to actually improve the production car first so that it qualifies to improve, uh, to, to improve the track car too. So that's kind of what this year is. One of the key words I heard this year was that this is, a building year it's it's the first year that the new z car is competing specifically in the u.s uh, and nissan uh in the u.s uh for this cup in, in a long time so i think what you're what you're seeing this season is a series of improvements that will lead to a a more durable or more uh 
uh, higher performance production car. Uh, and then in 2024 or even 2025, you're going to see those improvements uh, being transferred to production car and then thus making the GT4 car equally as better um, uh, in addition. Uh, some of the improvements that they are making are to the suspension or the aero of it or the cooling, um, powertrain, drivetrain. Uh, these are just some of the categories at which some of these improvements will reflect eventually onto the production car. So um, one of the best ways I could think about it, and again, this is just my personal, what I was thinking to myself was that this GT4 series is essentially uh, multiple manufacturers, their R&D teams are testing these cars at a racetrack that just so happens to be filled with spectators, you know? So it's, it's like a, a live demonstration or exhibition of R and D testing. Uh, again, that's just kind of the way I thought about it in some ways. There's more to it than that, but um, again, these, these developments that you're seeing are going into the production car models. Uh, in fact, one of the engineers we spoke with was one of the engineers responsible for the production car. He found his way to the racing program so that he can easily carry on the uh, the notes they've made onto the production model. Send so them some, back of to these, some of these part developments are actually going to turn into, I guess, purchasable products through Nissan? Well, purchasable, Nissan purchasable products may be one, but also, you know, for example, perhaps some of the changes that they need to make to be more competitive uh is in who knows the body stampings or you know the shape of a control arm or you know these are just examples so and it has to be a production part so they're improving the production car so that it can be homologated so that it's it's version uh spec will go into the gt4 program in in future years so it's this whole sense of continuous improvement not only for them but for us as uh owners of this car and enthusiasts of this car uh it's really a good exercise to to know that the that nissan specifically or nissan is always trying to improve the the new uh, z car uh for sure man and i'm just kind of going through some of the photos here you're sitting down with all these uh i mean you're right in the middle of it all man i mean kudos you're absolutely right. Like I mentioned earlier, though, the TechSport Racing team, uh, again, I can't say enough about them. Kevin and Deborah, uh, they they really opened up the entire paddock to us. Uh, in fact, this picture you see right here just briefly was the uh, TechSport Racing team and the Nissan and Nismo teams getting together for a birthday. It was uh, one of their drivers, Colin Harrison, celebrated his birthday at the Austin track. Everybody got together. It was this whole sense of family and how close and tight-knit this, these teams are celebrating one of their driver's birthday and then after all that we sing happy birthday and they know they handed us a a plate with with some cake on hey you hungry and just that's it kind of really gives you an idea of how how hospitable they were and how kind they were to us man i really can't say enough about it man that's awesome Uh, for sure yeah it's always good when you have a a sense of family within the race team and then they're uh again open to um to really having the hardcore Nissan fans to kind of come out, man. I mean, they, they brought out all the good stuff. I see the GTR there. I see the new uh, frontier. So yeah, they really brought out all the goodies. So 
and you're right. Uh, these photos, again, they're not in any particular order, so they no. are kind of a mixed match. But what this. you do see here is obviously the uh, Nismo engineers here with the drivers, with the Tech Sport Racing team. Uh, you do have this is some from some pictures from the Car Corral. These are some of our local enthusiasts that that made it. And then you also have the Nissan. Uh, uh, promotional trailer which had the uh the frontier that you saw and that had the 370s uh sorry uh, the new z car and also the 2024 gtr the car that we've been we just yeah, so we were just about. talking about this just talking about it man so. they, they had one there man it is it, it so beautiful man and, and it's just that that particular color really gets me man oh, so it's it a great color but um yeah. let's, let's check some comments real quick so yeah Here's Motorsports, obviously, who's one of the most excited people that I've ever met in, in regards to uh, GT Forge, which is, of course, Haley um, chiming in all with this night. She goes, she's been dreaming of that GT4 weekend for three plus years for the new Z debut. Dream come true for sure. And I can tell you right now, as a person who has sat in a bar watching Haley watch GT4, <laughs> geez, it's the loudest uh, person I could say uh, in the in the bar, everybody else will be doing something like it'll be karaoke, and she's like, "What? No!" So so passionate, man, no, for sure. So passionate. So yeah, <laughs> we love Haley, and we I, I love to watch her watch the race. It's actually just as entertaining. Um, but um, you see here, I want to say one thing, man. You know, we've watched the races obviously uh, all this season. Mm -hmm. But GT4, for those that haven't witnessed or, or checked out a race, it's amazing how packed, how much traffic there is on the course at that particular time. I mean, one of the photos you have in here in the backdrop is just, um, you can see the tire transfer from just the, the rubbing, you know, from another vehicle. It's just, it's insane. Look, look I at mean, right picture. there, look at yes. that, that picture right there. Look how much traffic is going on. And uh, for those drivers to be putting it down the way they are, and we know, uh, you know, one of our good friends, Brian Highcotter, which we were so jazzed. The man. That, that, yeah. The man. I love Brian. He's a great guy, amazing driver. And uh, I was so jazzed that he was going to be on this um, early on. But we couldn't mm -hmm. really release too much information until it went public. But I was just so proud of him uh, and that he's on the team. And, and they're, everybody, all the drivers are really just killing it right now. Yeah. Um, you, they are all just doing such a good job. I mean, we've got Colin Harrison, Eric Powell, the number 22. Yeah. And then, of course, number 23, Brian Highcotter, and, of course, Mr. Tyler Stone. Um, so those guys are I, yeah. I mean, just, just killing it. Um, Haley chimed in one more time. Yeah. She said, I might be slight biased, but Colin, Eric, Brian, and Tyler are some of the most humble and wonderful drivers I've had the yeah. opportunity to work with. Uh, such a rad, rad Rad, I, rad, 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 rad. So. I I agree completely. Uh, you know, just having spoken with them multiple times throughout the weekend, uh, not only about the racetrack, but also just trying to, especially with Brian. With Brian, you know, we ran into him at Zcon, uh, Zcons in the past, uh, and and at other events, yeah, Super Lap Battle. Even we we've run into him before. Uh, obviously, uh, yourself and you know myself, we've been fans of his for for a while now. Uh, against so just easy to speak with uh like just they're they're in it just as much as they're they're fans just as much as we are uh and and i mean they, they just got some great experience uh driving careers so they're very much in tune with the car and then they'll share that with you as well as you kind of get into it and i mean i learned so much from them and um again I, you know 
not everybody has to do that, man. But the fact that they actually took the time and decided to, uh, you know, I, I agree, man. Uh, uh, very, very down to earth. Uh, the tech sport racing team couldn't have picked a better set of drivers. And I, I really think that a lot of them, uh, and we'll get into it hopefully in the future here with some future interviews, perhaps that we find out that, you know, they're actually friends with each other, even outside of the track as well. I, I really want to want to think that as well, uh, based on the conversations we had. I'll give you an example, man. We uh, we stopped and got barbecue one night with uh, with two of the drivers, uh, and we're able to kind of catch up with them and and show them a little bit of Austin uh, in their downtime, um, uh, specifically the the barbecue, you know. So, uh, again, just such down to earth guys, man. We, we couldn't been. let them leave uh, Texas without having a, a, a <laughs> yeah. barbecue challenge. I'm just, I'm not saying our barbecue is far superior to the rest of the uh, United States, but I mean, it could go in a fisticuffs. You know, I'm not saying Tennessee does it any different or any weird. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe it's, it's the same. It's different. I'm not saying anybody's better. Texas uh, has an opportunity to come out on top of barbecue. Pretty but damn sweet, we, man. We'll, we'll, if we ever get an interview with the drivers, it's one of the things that we'll probably have a side conversation about. All right, who's got the best barbecue? Or, uh, how's that mm. going? So we'll see how it goes. So, All right. Yeah, I'm glad you had an opportunity to kind of hang out with those guys um, and get some feedback. Now, you also, um, I, I, you know, I, I watched a lot of the feed and everything, and you were sending me a lot of videos. And, of course, we've released a lot on the Nissan Nerd page so if yes. you have an opportunity to go through that there's a lot of content we it did not stop shooting and then of course um myers motorsports on their um their instagram page um uh, which um we'll have Haley throw it up here in the comments <laughs> um she obviously was behind the scenes early on she's got some great behind the scenes coverage and of course you can check out the the race teams as well and check their information out but um yeah. you know not to sidetrack but uh yeah, that's great, man. Um, and again, yeah. you you did full on interviews, right? We did, we did. So again, that was sort of the um, something that we're so grateful for here uh, with the podcast. We were able to uh, get into a room with some of the drivers and also with some of the Nissan uh, Nismo engineers. You got in um, with the engineers. You had enough, normally you can never speak to those guys because they're just so focused on what they do. So focused for one, and uh, I got to say, man. Uh, shout out to uh, Greg Nelson with uh, with Nissan, uh, the motorsports program, is that he was the, the facilitator behind doing that. Uh, Got to say, when I first met him, I told, hey, how you doing? My name is Mike, uh, Nissan Nerd Podcast. Try to introduce myself. He goes, hey, I know you. I watch you. I'm like, no, no way, no man. Way. It took made, made my no day, man. Way. No way. <laughs> so. But seriously, and the fact that we had kind of a, a friend uh, immediately, we had a friend that, that was obviously uh, – in a position to kind of facilitate this, this, uh, couple minutes, it it really was an honor to speak with them, uh, with, with him also. And then with the Anismo engineers, um, you're right. Getting into interviews. We have two interviews to share with you guys. Um, uh, this evening and also in this upcoming weekend, we're going to release a long form, uh, interview. Uh, the first one, uh, that we'll share is with uh, Brian Highcotter and Tyler Stone. Uh, we were able to catch them for about 12 minutes before one of the uh, Sunday morning race uh, and really just kind of talk to them about their experience on the track, the improvements they're making, and uh, uh, some of the preparations they were actually making for that particular race. Uh, and we're going to share a, a little teaser with you guys in just a moment. Uh, 
one of the other interviews that you'll see uh, is actually a very, very long form. It was over, well over 40 minutes. We were able to actually speak with the uh, Nismo engineers. Uh, it's in the middle of being uh, essentially edited and remastered to kind of give you guys the best quality uh, video. And again, it'll, it'll be released here, uh, uh, honestly, within the next couple of days. Uh, we will be sure to promote it through our page, uh, through the YouTube channel and through our social media channels. Um, we'll send you the link. Um, what we need you guys to do is just definitely subscribe to our page, subscribe to uh, like our page, follow us. And, and really that's going to do us a lot of good, but also give you guys uh, a, an awesome interview um, at the moment it gets released. Um, so with those, um, you want to check out this interview, man? Yeah. Yeah. Give me, let's, let's drop this, man. I mean, we got to give Now this is essentially a, a teaser um, of, uh, this is. One of the few interviews that we, well, one of the many interviews you did. So yeah, let, drop it on me. Let's go. Let's go for it, man. Uh, like I said, like, like you mentioned, this is a teaser. Uh, it's about four minutes long. Uh, the full interview, again, lots, all of it is good content, but for the sake of the podcast, and you know how long we can get on these podcasts. The whole idea was to, uh, uh, encourage you guys to come uh, check out the um, uh, the YouTube channel and to also really just watch it at your leisure uh, when you guys get a chance. So uh, let's go ahead and share this one again. Without further ado, this is our interview uh, with Brian Highcotter and Tyler Stone, uh, co-drivers of the number 23 uh, white and red Nissan GT4 uh, Z car. And uh, let's give it a shot then. Hi guys, uh, for those of you with us, thank you for being here. Uh, it is Sunday morning here at Circuit of the Americas. Uh, we are in the Texport Racing Paddock and inside their uh, uh, rig and carrier office combination all in one, I figure. Um, we are with the co-drivers of the number 23 uh, white and red uh, Nissan Z GT4. Uh, we've got Brian Heikotter and Tyler Stone with us. I know you guys are very, very uh, busy race day uh, again early this morning. Uh, thank you for taking a few moments to, to talk. Absolutely. Yes, uh, thanks again. Um, uh, getting into uh, the action that's happened this weekend, um, I know I took some notes here regarding qualifying, or sorry, even practice. I know practice uh, track times was around the 219s era area, and then getting into qualifying, you had a over three seconds saved. You're just under, just just under 
<laughs> cars everywhere. And so um, I saw it starting to occur, was able to go wide. The 22 Colin uh, Harrison and the 22 also saw it and went, we went, both went wide right. And I still almost, I mean, I have to go back and look at it, but it was pretty close to the McLaren uh, when he got hit. And um, anyway, that's just something that I have to get over. But then throughout the race, it seemed like the car, um, once the tires level out and, and get, get in your groove, it seemed like I was, my pace was actually picking up. Yeah. And a lot of times the pace falls off depending on the tire degradation and things like that, and track conditions. But um, I just felt a little more comfortable. Uh, yeah. It's, at that point. It's not been addressed. Um, I know race one, race two is actually happening very shortly here, so I, I know yes. I need to keep, get you guys on the back, back on the, in the paddock here. Uh, any uh, feelings about this race up ahead that you have uh, this morning? I know it's a little rainy. Yeah, that, that's the, the interesting element right now. It's kind of drizzly, and then it stops, and then it drizzles some more, and then it stops. And so the ground here in the paddock is, is damp. It's not puddled. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see what track conditions are when we get out there, whether we need wet tires or dry tires or or what's going on. So that's, that's kind of what's on my mind starting the race. I love changeable conditions. I just, it, <laughs> yeah. The struggle is always choosing the tire for the conditions. Choosing don't know what's going to happen. So it's because it's wet doesn't necessarily mean we need the rain tire. Um, yeah. Because you know you can have the dry line, but you need to make sure that um, the line can change for sure the rain, especially if it's wet and you're on slip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then if you go with a rain tire and it's just drizzling like, like Ron was talking about, with the tire wear, Those tires are designed to run. Okay. Um, Well, guys, thank you for your time uh, on this this morning. Absolutely. Uh, I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you. Um, uh, Of course, guys, everybody watching on the podcast, we all wish you the best of luck. Uh, Guys, if you like online, I've been Brian Heikotter, Tyler Stone, co-drivers of number 23, Nissan Z GT4. Um, Thanks for the guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you got them right before they're uh, they're just getting in their groove and everything else, man. So just in the nick of time, man. Uh, yeah, how they were doing a uh, seat. Uh, you know, again, one some of the many things that make GT4 unique is that there is a driver change approximately mid race between driver A. Well, it and has driver to happen, B. right? There has to be a driver change mid race, right? Typically, yes, yeah. yes, it, it is part of the rules. So you know. So um, each race, there's two races, at least in, in, in when it comes to Coda here. Uh, race one, uh, driver A will begin uh, the race. And then race two, driver B will begin the race. So it has to and alternate so, between race start, start yeah, driving? Yeah, oh. and so when you have that transition of driver A and driver B, and then later on driver B back to driver A in the second race, it, it, it's a variable. It makes things, you have to really have to rehearse that movement, you know, uh, uh, seat belt position, you know, a uh, number of different things. So that was actually one of the things that they were doing in between uh, having finished our the interview that we had with them and actually getting to uh, pit lane and, and, and getting suited and into their car for the start of the race. So it really was, uh, again, very, very fortunate uh, to sit with them uh, about that. Uh, I'm sure they were just completely in the zone, though, getting ready for that. For, for the beginning of that race that Sunday morning, uh, there was, uh, the threat of, of rain. 
Uh, and again, and, and what you'll see more uh, as you guys watch the full interview is that they'll talk more about uh, uh, some of the differences uh, that if there had been rain uh, and then just many more things, much less how they got started and how they were able to get into the uh, into their seat uh, with tech sport racing. So uh, a lot of really, really good content, man. Uh, well, uh, that's awesome, man. Now, um, you know, I, I guess one of the things that, you know, we want to talk about is, you know, we've been op- obviously wa- talking about the outcomes of the races, and we're going to give you some race results here in a little bit. But before we get into that, I mean, this is essentially Nissan's uh, entry year into this racing season. Uh, if you will, I guess, what would you call it, like a building year? Um, it is. It is. It is very much a building year. Uh, it, it it's taking and honestly, um, and the new Z car plus Nissan's involvement in GT4. So there's a lot of first yeah. offs for this team. The, there were some really good comments, and this will be part of the interview that we had with the uh, Nismo engineers. Which one of the questions I asked them was, you know, when it comes to GT4 America, the America series, you got to remember the GT4 car was uh, essentially built. Uh, by the Nismo team or with, with their specifications uh, and, and tested uh, in Japan, uh, the Japanese tracks. And then this is their time, the same car on American tracks. And what they're d- discovering is that there are differences between American tracks uh, and Japanese tracks, but also the American drivers driving style versus Japanese driving style. Um, and, and a lot of these variables some of these things you didn't really think about until you're actually uh, applying the car uh, in these races. So um, uh, yeah, again, very much a building year. They're learning a lot and um, uh, it's definitely um, uh, a lot of the things that they're learning will be applied to future, uh, the future years. I mean, again, uh, still having a very successful year, I would say still, but uh, but uh, it's yet to be even even more so uh, more yeah. successful. When I hear building year, that's always kind of good for me because what that does is kind of lay down the intent of being involved for many years to come, especially with like Nissan and Nismo. Um, so again, um, so yeah, I think it's going to be great, man. As we kind of move forward from there, so. I think you're right. That was actually one of the questions I asked the Nismo engineers. And uh, for you guys that are, that are, if you guys are wanting the answer, uh, we're going to be dropping that Nismo engineer uh, interview again in the next uh, coming days here. Uh, you're going to want to check it out. Um, in fact, what we're trying to do, Miles, uh, this is essentially a Nissan nerd promotion for you guys. Uh, for those of you uh, that haven't checked out our, our YouTube channel, now is the time to subscribe and follow us because uh, what we've been able to do, Miles, during the GT4 weekend was to get a bunch of swag. I'm talking uh, not only Nissan promotional uh, T-shirts, uh, posters, programs. We've got the driver hero cards signed uh, by the drivers. We've got uh, TechSport Racing T-shirts and hats that are also signed by the drivers. We, again so gracious these guys the team and the drivers we are going to actually run a promotion we have six packages uh giveaway kits you might say bundles that we are actually going to give to you guys uh who subscribe to our youtube channel 
between now and the next two weeks. So again, for for us on the on the podcast side, we know and we see who subscribes to our YouTube channel. And what we're going to do in two weeks is that we're going to randomly pick six winners and we're going to contact you guys and send you a bundle uh, of this signed merchandise, the signed merch, uh, a, 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 just a complete uh, package that we want to give you guys. So again, if you're listening, uh, this is the drive to subscribe. Hey. So again, <laughs> that survive drive to subscribe so again if you are a subscribed uh follower of the nissan nerd podcast we will know and we'll put you in for a raffle um for these prizes so again if we do we'll uh we'll send you a contact and we will reach out to you and let you know you are the winner and we will send you some unlimited limited edition swag um, that we have so uh, we'll put that together and we will get that out to you um again in your if you're here in the comments uh let us know how you feel about that um we can be bribed maybe i don't know (laughs) now this has got it's got to be completely uh random it uh just to let you guys know it will be random and we'll uh we'll definitely pick winners but again drive to subscribe make sure that you're um signing on with us and i also continue to follow the gt4 series we'll probably ask that question I don't know, but either way you should be following the series so what i just did right now is that in our comment section guys uh, again for those of you that are watching us you are already on the youtube channel watching this so it's very very easy the button should be right there and then for those who are wa- listening to us through the audio version again go to youtube just type in nissan nerd podcast you'll find us you'll find us and just press subscribe and you are entered to win. Uh, again, random selection, six winners uh, in two weeks. Uh, in the next episode, we should be able to announce those winners. And if, if you haven't checked your email or received it, uh, definitely reach out to us if you hear your name as being one of the uh, one of the winners uh, for that as well. Uh, again, we will have a, a full-length interview with the Nissan uh, Nismo engineers uh, happening here in the next couple of days. We will... Uh, publish that and, and and promote it heavily it, it really is full of so much good information miles that it, it's we we really owe it to you guys as from one fan from fans of nissan to another for those that are with us uh definitely enjoy it uh it, it's definitely worth it uh um, yeah go ahead. Mm-hmm. oh uh well you know that was sort of uh, the experience that we had. Again, we've got a lot of people to shout out to, which we have, and we will again in a few minutes. But we can't forget what were the race results. That's something we have. That's what I was going to ask you. I was like, "How did we do?" So <laughs> let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Uh, so uh, for race one, uh, final positions. I'll tell you right here. Uh, for race one, uh, you know, again, I took so many notes. Uh, during the weekend that uh, I was uh, getting them set up for you guys. Um, let's go with, uh, yeah, let's go with the final positions here. Race one, which happened on the uh, Saturday, uh, it's a 60 minute race. Uh, it happened at 5 p.m. here again at Circuit of the Americas uh, in Austin, Texas. It says here, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Final positions: the number twenty, the number twenty-two car, which is driven by Colin Harrison and Eric Powell, uh, they finished uh, P twenty-four, 
Uh, this is the raw position. This isn't you like you mentioned, Miles. You mentioned earlier that there are so many cars on track at the same time during this race. Uh, and you're right. There's well over 40 cars competing at the same time. So when I say P24, it, it, it's raw position. And what I mean by that is that inside the GT4 uh, race, there are actually four classes of cars competing at the same time. So, uh, again, it might be P24 as a raw position, but... Um, what's that uh, in their class? What's that? I said, uh, but I guess in their class, yeah. it's, a, it's a different position. It is right? it is higher. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. I, the number escapes me right now, but it uh, is definitely see. a higher class. Well, I think I have it here. So, race one, it looked like... Uh, it, we're talking about number 22? The number 22 card. Uh, it yep. looked like it finished 20th position, 8th in class, from what I can tell. Again, that might be right. I'm sorry, man. I didn't yeah, have no, no, that's fine. Here, but uh, well, I have the race results. I, I can, you know, and I can scan through it. So race one, uh, car number 22, car finished 20th uh, in position, eighth in class. And car number 23 for race one, um, that would be a 20 car. Th- uh, number 23 had a mechanical issue. Um, yes, from what did. I can tell, drivetrain, does that sound about right? It was a drivetrain issue uh, okay. that has since been corrected. But yes, uh, he was able to limp his car off of the track. There was no need for a safety car because of it. Nice. But uh, and, yes. And that was yes. Saturday. And now for Sunday, which is race two, um, if you want, I can continue on with the, uh, the results. You go ahead. I'll get into details. If you go ahead and you, yeah, you, yeah. you lay it uh, out. So <laughs> not a problem. So number 22, uh, that car ended up having a mechanical issue, fuel, um, but it looked like it finished out. Uh, was it a DNF on the, the 22? It was. Um, they they were not able to finish the race completely. Uh, okay. Again, they were able to um, get off the track uh, safely, I believe. Uh, okay. There was yes. no need for a safety car because of it. Um, but yes, okay. it, it was due to a mechanical issue related to fuel that, uh, okay. that, that caused that. Yeah. Um, so look like car number 23, um, that, that car actually finished 37th in, in the field and then 13th in place in the class overall for day two for that, for number 23. Yes, that, that, that sounds just about right. And how we mentioned earlier in the interview, there was a threat of rain, at the beginning of the race. However, the, the race itself was, was, was dry. There was no need to change tires. Um, that, that was averted. Uh, that really could have been a curveball in, and the results of the race, uh, having to change tires, but it uh, was not the case. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, the, the race two did have two safety cars throughout the race, but, um, uh, again, uh, overall the, uh, best lap, uh, that we had here from uh, Colin Harris, uh, Colin Harrison, and uh, Eric Powell was two seventeen point eight in the second race. Two seventeen point eight was the, their best lap, and then for Brian Highcotter and Tyler Stone, their best lap in that car was uh, two minutes eighteen seconds, eighteen point two seconds. So um, uh, overall, uh, I think their numbers, if you look at them here between race one and race two, were. Uh, they, they were fairly equal still, uh, despite the, the changing conditions of the track. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit. Anybody you want to kind of thank or any of the the race teams in particular? Uh, anything uh, you want to talk about for the experience? Or um, was oh. there anything else kind of going on? Like, um, I know they were, they, were, they were putting together other events while that race was going on. You want to kind of talk about that stuff? 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, again, when it comes to shout-outs, again, I've said it. I can't say it enough. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Sport. and Deborah at TechSport Racing, for sure. <laughs> Uh, uh, Greg Daniels with uh, Nissan Motors, uh, Nissan Motorsports North America. Um, we did have Mago-san and Ko-san. Uh, they were the engineers with Nismo that gave us the time for interview. Um, very, very thankful for them. Uh, sh- other shout-outs go out to, uh, of so course, was, the ZCC. So there's Nismo engineers from Japan and then Nissan Motorsports engineers uh, engineers yes okay you have a, an american and japanese contingent nice. uh, both okay both so you on have site. two sets two sets of engineers Jeez. two sets of engineers uh powertrain engineers suspension engineers uh working together uh you know in total again these names were just really the ones that i had the most contact with however okay. there was a, a handful more it wasn't just them i mean they Every person was on deck. Anybody we're missing in uh, in the tech sport uh, family, we do apologize. We'll get you. We'll yes. see you next time. And obviously, we got interviews that are coming up here soon, so we'll make sure that we try to grab those names and give everybody their due their dues eventually. Yeah, so the dues. Other shout outs I wanted to give, of course, is to the Z Car Club Association, uh, the local uh, branch, which is the Capital Z uh, Z Car Club uh, here in uh, in Austin. Uh, they were essentially the hosts of that car corral that we've mentioned a few times. Uh, uh, Dennis Whittakin, uh and a few others were some of the lead points uh, on uh, for that um, supporting that event. Uh, and then uh, these, these pictures that we've been sharing here uh, as part of that slideshow earlier uh, in this podcast, photo credits go out to Brian Casiendo, which I believe is part of the tech sport racing team, but also Haley Myers and Myers Motorsports. Uh, a lot of the content and videos that you saw here, uh, were because of their involvement. So uh, definitely props to them. Thank you very much for uh, not only for the pictures, but allowing us to, to share them here as part of the podcast. Yeah. Um, and also our own Ion uh, Daskupta, yes. who actually, um, who was, who was taking my position. He had the mustache and everything the entire week, but he had the glasses big, and the, he gave, you gave him his hat. You I gave, gave him his hat, a big shout out to onion for, uh, for the great coverage as always. Uh, who's also a big, a Nissan nerd who I'm sure he was right there with you. He was sending he was. me updates the whole time. So yes, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Ion was <laughs> such, we, we, me and him uh, on Saturday were, were a team. Really, we really were again. We, we got access. I forgot to mention this. Not only did we have access to uh, the paddock, uh, you know, the trailer rig uh, of tech sport racing, but they allowed us to uh, essentially be at the, uh, uh, the outskirts of the actual pit lane to observe and to record and to just really get a feedback. Uh, you seeing these cars stop right in front of you for the driver change uh, and, and seeing mechanics, you know, work on the thing. It was, it was really was such a great experience, man. That's great. Uh, So again, a shout out to all those guys. Um, Haley wanted to chime in here. Massive shout outs again to Dennis for rallying the local Z's and helping hosts along with the rest of the, uh, the local Z club. Yeah. yeah, I mean, great job for coordinating that. It's such a, it's such a, uh, an ordeal to do and, and they handle it very gracefully. So again, another shout out, great shout out to those guys for all their organization and getting that done. Um, one one last thing, Miles, before we move on, uh, the next race is happening at the Virginia International Raceway, otherwise known as VIR, uh, Alton, Virginia, June 16th through the 18th. So that is uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend, we've got a pair of races that we uh, all should be uh, watching. Uh, if you go through um, 
GT4 America or specifically to the SRO network, you can gather not only live coverage of these races and other races happening uh, from online, but also uh, live track data is being released for you to get your hands on. Such an awesome feature that they have uh, happening again next weekend. And of course, Miles, us ourselves here, we will continue to provide you guys uh, with updates uh, about the TechSport Racing Team and with the Nismo teams uh, and, and our race results. Nice. Well, great coverage, man. Thanks for being there. And uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, again, for all the coverage and and just making it a big Nissan family event, which is what, you know, everybody was hoping for. And that's what we got. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, thanks again for all the coverage. I, I, I felt like I was there. So thank you. <laughs> good. Good. I'm, I'm glad. Man. <laughs> that, that was the whole point, man. We really tried our hardest, man. With with uh, the manpower we had, we, we definitely did our best. So uh, Great result. So yeah. um, that's everything that I think we're going to be covering for Motorsports tonight. We're getting to our official long show, two-hour mark. Um, anything else that you want to kind of cover for the night before we start chiming out, Mike? Uh, again, if I can't say it again once more, guys, uh, find us on social media and through your favorite uh podcast network and add Nismo nerd podcast to your queue. Uh, we are available on every major podcast network. And again, every uh, majority of our episodes uh, ever since we started doing the video version for those that have been with us for the long time, you, you remember that we didn't start with video. We started with just audio. We started just the audio. Cause nobody wanted to see this. At no, first. We, we, they still don't. They still this don't. Mustache but, I mean, was just like, I was combing out three hairs on it. It took a lot to get this and just to make this professional now, but uh, yeah. Um, thanks again for everybody for the continued support. I mean, we're coming up on what two past two years at this point. Three so, years. We're past three, three years. We're past three years. See, it all just kind of blends blurs together. So yeah. um, it just feels like yesterday, like when we started all this. So yeah. Uh -huh. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry for the continued. Uh, well, it's been 10 years. It's just like, uh, well, we've been I... working We've been working together on shows and Nissan stuff for twenty. I mean, over what? close to fifteen. Uh, fifteen 09. years, you and yeah. me. I've been yep. in this for twenty-two years for just Nissan love and promotion and just carrying the flag. You, you probably a few years prior to that too, as well. So yeah, it's just yeah. we've been in it for a long time. So yeah, it, it blends together. So again, a shout out to everybody. Um, continue to like, share, subscribe. Again, a drive to subscribe. Um, and uh, again, contact us at info at nissannerd.com. If you have anything interesting or a story that we need to know about, you let us know. So uh, that's everything that I got. Um, I don't think yeah, I have man. anything else. I think it's time to go. I don't think so, man. I think it's time. Again, for those of you with us, look out. We will be sent, dropping the uh, long form, two long form interviews with drivers and Nismo engineers uh, in, the, in the coming days. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, yeah, Miles. Uh, that's you, it. You That's all I got. It's done. It's finished. I still got stuff in the cup. Do you? So I got a little bit. I got a little uh, to a an outsy compai. Uh, yeah, sure. So again, <laughs> um, again, lastly, to thank you to everybody for being on with us here tonight. Um, you know, like I always say, um, until we see you next time, get in the garage. Um, I like you better when you're in your garage. Make something cool. So I agree. I agree. Guys, if you're with us, if you got something, no matter what it is, say cheers with us. Goodbye, guys. Oh, yeah. Goodbye.
that was a good one, man. I. Uh, you feel good about that? I feel pretty good about it, man. I, we, I think we did. We. I like that shirt. Much... I like that. Show me your. Dude. Show me your shirt. So yeah, man. Uh, oh, you lucky Z GT4. I actually have one for you as well. Uh, surprise. I, I thought about you, buddy. I've got one oh, for you, and I've got a few of the other promo shirts that were uh, you're the best you know, swag. Hey, no way! No, no, no way! way. <laughs> what? What? No way! That guy's got the best. So yeah. Anyway. By um, the way, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead, please. No, we were talking about this weekend. I know it's Thursday night now. Uh, you. This is probably one of your first weekends back t- where you're actually going to be in town. Uh, we were talking about the Z car, man, whether we were going to get some time to uh, turn a wrench on it and maybe get some body work done or hold up. Work. We're still live. And this is what he's trying to do to me right now. This is what it is. <laughs> you people. And we're going to sign you off in a second, but this is what he does to me. He just, he tries to publicly shame me or <laughs> no. publicly try to influence me. So I'm working <laughs> on his damn car all the time. <laughs> That's all he's trying to do. Cause he knows he wants me to paint his engine bay. And he's like, if I bring it up on a public platform, he will not back out, and he'll have to, <laughs> not he'll have to paint not my engine bay. You dirty it's all SOB. Car related, man. That's all it is. But I'm in for trying to help you. We'll talk about it. But yeah, everybody can go home. Go, leave, buy. We're I right. just ugh. Ugh. Let's work out a dollar figure. All right, guys. Um, how much beer and pizza my my hours are gonna equate to? <laughs> hey, so. d- whatever I get my hands on, man, that sounds great. Beer and pizza, let's go for it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right, man, guys. Again, thanks again, guys. We'll see you. See you again.